0: Sportsbook Club. I'm Rich with Matt. Jeff is on a plane. What's going on, Matt?
1: Uh, Tough weekend for the uh, the podcast alums here. So, watching my Auburn Tigers take it in the shorts yesterday, and that was taking it in the shorts. And then Michigan State with a a good effort against Duke, but as so often happens when they play, Duke getting the better of them. It was a
0: good, uh, it was a very good effort. And my Seton Hall Pirates didn't show up on Friday, and that's um, right. And so, yeah, so we—I kicked off the weekend uh, with losing, and then you guys—it <laughs> uh, was contagious, and you guys' teams lost too. Yes, yeah, it sure. So we was. have nobody that in was... the Sweet Sixteen from an alumni standpoint. I actually do. Um, my grad school was Richmond, so there we go. Oh, cool. That's where I get to hang my hat on.
1: That's neat. How'd you end up at Richmond for grad school? Only school that would take you, or what?
0: No, it was really funny. I, um, I applied at a few different places and got in, but we had this huge nor'easter in like mid-March when I was like, you know, (laughs) twenty. I don't remember how old I was. And I just remember thinking, you know what? I'm going as far South as I, as I've applied and gotten in because I just want a little break from the weather. Yeah. And that was Richmond.
1: Very cool. How was it?
0: I had a great time. Good. I, um. Uh, that was three years of um, just an awesome time with a bunch of great people. So um, it was great, great memories.
1: Nice. That's a, that's that's good advertising. I've never never been to Richmond, Virginia in general, and obviously, I have never been. It's to, a fun
0: town too. I mean, yeah. for for especially for being a, a student, um, there's just a lot of interesting stuff going on there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Dahl. that's you know certainly. Uh, as we've seen in the past several years a, a lot of history in Richmond too
0: oh yeah oh yeah so what else happened this weekend we had we had the, that golf tournament uh, was interesting i uh, I won a little money on golf this weekend because I was lucky enough I had a strategy that I was not going to bet on any of the favorites um going into the tournament mm-hmm. so um the only person that that you know that strategy, um, um, what am I trying to say? The only person that almost screwed up the whole strategy for me was Justin Thomas, but he cooperated in the end. <laughs> I didn't have Davis Riley either, either, but when he triple bogeyed on um, whatever hole it was, mm-hmm. he, uh, he let me back in. Because he all of a sudden went from like plus 120 to like plus 2,000. So I was like, oh, I'll get a little bit of Davis uh, Riley right there. And then that really only left my exposure with JT.
1: Yeah, I, you know, for whatever reason on golf, I just never felt moved to do things. I mean, I've screwed up the past couple things where I've been trying to chase things and getting the wrong people. And there's nothing about that tournament had me fired up. So I had a few bets. Like I said, you, know, you were right when Kisner was getting close and all of a sudden he was plus thirty five thousand. That's worth a few dollars just on a whim. but
0: Yeah, there were some really weird bets that I was able to put down late yesterday. And when I say late, you know, anytime it's in the round and the, and the leaders are on the course on Sunday, I call that late. Yeah. But somebody um, was only four four strokes back. And I want to say it was either you – know, I, already, I already had Fitzpatrick. Somebody made a run. Shoffley was four back, and then he faded. Somebody else got there. I think you could have been Harmon. Mm-hmm. He was four back, and he was. I don't think it was Harmon that had those odds. Somebody had completely ridiculous odds, and they were four back.
1: Yeah,
0: it was like thirty thousand. Yeah, great. So, you got to look out for those things because you never know.
1: That's and I will say too. Just thinking about basketball too. I was thinking while you were talking about that. I I, I think we can go back and check this if I've got some time. I'm I'm heading out of town this week. Uh, so I'm going to have some downtime while I'm at a conference and, you know, alone time in the hotel room, which is, you know, which is fine. So they'll give me time to dig deep into some of these numbers. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling these first half underdogs are hitting an alarming rate in this tournament. You know, I know there's some that aren't, but my God, it just seems like every game, the lower seeds are getting ahead of these higher seeds. Every game. Well, you
0: know what? You know what I'm, I'm looking at? Um, are seeing a lot of a what you're talking about. I think is uh, that's that's very valid. It'll be interesting to see what the numbers look like, but also the teams that are the higher seeds, that you know, the more established teams, the ones with you know, they seem to have a, a huge talent advantage, especially mm-hmm. inside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The other teams are making it kind of irrelevant because they're hitting their threes at such a higher rate. Right. And it's almost like they've built the team to, to, to just shoot perimeter threes. And you know what, they're, they're going to give you the inside, but you know what, you're going to, they're going to get their threes off and they're going to make them at a, at a rate where you can pound the ball inside and get your twos, but their threes are going to equal it out and they keep them, it keeps them in the game. And it's okay. Look at same, what St. Peter's has done.
1: Well, is that, this is the uh, Rick Pitino Providence teams, right? From back, Oh, yeah years ago wasn't that his well it's
0: really it's almost the lmu strategy without the full court press every time
1: yeah yeah there you go
0: that's what they used to do
1: who was the coach westhead the westhead yep yeah that's that's a good point so that's interesting to see I mean that philosophy still works and you're right if you've got people that can shoot who's the kid from St Peter's Edert. Oh, I don't know He's yeah great yeah, he looks like right. my nephew you know I mean, he <laughs> doesn't look like he belongs out there right. with that, that that crew I I I have to give, again, for Auburn yesterday, I have to give Miami credit because I, I realize Auburn isn't stacked with talent, but to take Jabari Smith Jr. and to make him completely irrelevant in that game was impressive, and he was completely irrelevant. Yeah. That, was, that, that would kind of bum me out. I think if he shows up at all, we probably compete in that game.
0: Probably, yes, I would
1: agree. But other than that, that was – I love watching. This has been a neat – tournament. Like a lot of my parlays have been blown up by watching some of these sets of upsets come in, but it's it's great television. It's fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Wisconsin killed my parlay yesterday. <laughs> which is well, okay because Auburn would have killed it too.
1: Yeah, 43 points. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. 49.
1: Well that's I had, you know, there are certain things like on I think it was Friday's podcast parlay. You know, for anyone that was listening and put it in, they can you know, say, well, you lost that parlay. I had a net positive cash out option that was good enough positive to take it if you were so interested. And the fact that I didn't or anyone else didn't, that's on me. Uh, that's the gambling part of it. You know, I gambled and lost on that case. Mm-hmm. Probably should have taken it. But it, the, so I'm counting that as a win. That's the other thing, too, is you're betting this. When you get cash out options, I, I think they work well. My sister-in-law put a bet in that I told her, I think it might've been the podcast parlay. And they'd offered her something like a a 58% return on her bet. And she's like, what do you think? I'm like, I think you take it and run. She's
0: like, Yeah. 58% return.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I had my, my return was something like 15%, which is, which was enough. I mean, again, 15% return on a bet is you take it in the market all day. I just gambled and didn't. Uh, In her case, it was 58% for the bet I gave her she didn't take it and of course it loses. She's like I should have taken it. I'm like uh, yeah. Hell yeah you take it. So
0: see there's an example of of what not to do.
1: Yeah, I just don't Yeah, if I if I've got a 10 dollar bet and they're going to offer me, you know, I can win 25 but they'll offer me 15.2 to walk away, I'm taking it. You know, especially I mean because it wasn't like she had one game left. She had three. Yeah. And and in this tournament, three games may as well be you know, who the hell knows what could happen in any of those games.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And that's And that's the other part of it, too, to look at. It's not like, you know, if your three games left are Auburn-Miami and uh, Wisconsin, who was that, Texas Christian, who did they play? No, I was here Arizona. Wisconsin
0: Texas. played uh, Iowa State.
1: There you go, Iowa State, yeah. A, a, a team that was 2-22 and 22 last year on a Cinderella run this year. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great story also, by the way. I love it.
0: Big Ten took it right in the chin yesterday. (laughs) Purdue's the only survivor.
1: (laughs) Well, we have Matt Painter to carry the the Big Ten. Ohio
0: State, out. Michigan State, out. Michigan. Wisconsin, out. Michigan's in. Michigan's still in. Purdue's still
1: in. It's so fun. I, I do think, you know, and we'll have to get into the picks but a bit, but I heard someone talking this weekend And their point I thought was pretty good about Michigan for an 11 seed, a 17 and 14, 11 seed coming into the tournament, had the luckiest draw they could have possibly had. Mm -hmm. You know, which is no play in game, which is amazing for a 17 and 14 team. Their first game was against what Colorado State. And no offense to Colorado State, but not the best conference in the world. And no, uh, you know, a good matchup for Michigan, really. I mean, for God's sake, Hunter Dickinson was probably seven inches taller than anybody on Colorado State's roster. Just, I mean, just broke well for him. Good for them.
0: So we've got four hockey games today. It's not there's, they're not parlay worthy. If you want to really bet on a hockey game, take the Edmonton Oilers plus one eighty against Colorado. Okay, really, it's the only one I, I see any value in right now. So it's a big – there's no college basketball, so it's all up to the NBA, and that means it's Matt time.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. that <laughs> help you people. Let's see what I've got. Um, I ran a quick one. Uh, Detroit minus the seven. So I'm giving you a spread pick there. Oh. Throwing in Charlotte, throwing in the Cavs, and then bringing it home with uh, Boston money line. On the end, that gives you a chance to see how those other games are playing out. And if they look good, which I think they are going to look good, then that gives you a chance to maybe take Oklahoma City uh, as a hedge a little bit later. Because nice. that is a huge spread. And again, this still ties into our you know, betting on under, double-digit underdog favorites, which I don't believe is hit yet. So I, I also, before everyone bets the more, double, Yeah, double-digit underdogs, please maybe want to check this data. I wish Jeff was on the call so we could.
0: Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to dig into that more.
1: Yeah, I just so just I I like the idea of what he's saying. I just want to be careful before I begin. Uh, you know, totally agree. But you know, pawn the iMac to uh to bet on that. The uh, the only reason I'm taking Portland Detroit in that spread, Portland got hammered yesterday uh, at Indiana. There, so they have a, a you know, no rest going back on road to Detroit that does have rest. And Portland is just getting hammered constantly. And not that Detroit's a great team, but they really do compete and show up. And I just think at home, I think they're going to to have a decent performance. And Portland's not good right now. So <laughs> that's why I'm taking that that minus seven. I know that I hate betting on Detroit because you just don't know what you're going to get. But Kate right. Cunningham has played really, really well mm-hmm. uh, the past six weeks or so. They're looking like a functional NBA team again, and again, Portland is terrible. New Orleans is not going into Charlotte and winning. Uh, the Cavs, the Lakers stink. The Lakers did sneak a win against Toronto the other day in overtime, but yeah, I don't think they're going to sneak one out in Cleveland. I mean, it's for them to win two road games in a row would be a, a miracle. And then the Boston game speaks for itself. Anyway, that being said, you put those four games in, Detroit minus the seven, Charlotte, Cavs, Boston, you're at plus 317, I believe. In DraftKings, which is yep. a good parlay. Yeah. Excellent. And I'd be half yeah. tempted to take Boston minus the 13 and a half, but I believe they played yesterday too. So I'm not sure if they did or not. I didn't look. Yeah, I think they did, and I think they hammered somebody. Might have been yeah. like Houston, something like that.
0: Yeah, during during tournament time, the NBA disappears.
1: Yeah, right. The Miami Philadelphia game just is interesting, only because the Sixers blew a big lead to the Raptors yesterday, mm-hmm. and Embiid was six for twenty and was apparently hit back tightness. If Embiid doesn't play in that game tonight, and there's a chance he won't, I'd have to think that uh, Miami would be an outstanding pick, and they might be an outstanding pick as it is. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: just keep an eye on that for your DraftKings
0: has an SGP boost on the on uh, Jazz Nets tonight, so.
1: Okay, I'm in. Well, 25% helped. boost. Well, that is going up on the uh, the social media pages then. I will have a same-game parlay for Jazz Nets. Excellent. And there's some good talent on those teams, so I mean, that'll be a fun yeah. one.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: The other thing, just one other fun, you know, since the NBA is a light spread and things to think about, Boston is 9-3 and three on the over-under uh, with no rest, which is fascinating to me. Hmm. So when they're definitely they're playing a team, they can definitely put some points up on in Oklahoma City. Two so they points go over the
0: nine, they're, so they're nine and
1: three going over. Yes. Got it. And yeah, over run is two sixteen. I know Boston plays elite defense, but mm-hmm. you know, if you told me that score was going to be, you know, one twenty, one oh two, I could see that, and that's a win. Excellent. Winners. We want winners.
0: Winner, winner. Right.
1: Yeah, other than that, it's nice. It was I, I love um, you know I love the tournament. Also I means spring is here. It means I was out walking, enjoying some sunshine. Great.
0: Mm-hmm. I played a little golf this weekend. Yep. So yeah, we're I gonna like start, him, dude.
1: We're probably gonna have to start putting it. When you, if you know you're gonna golf, we're gonna start putting some odds on you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <The
1: podcast. laughs> we're you fun. We're I don't know if the books
0: game. are are uh, are
1: playing that, but yeah. <laughs> why not we'll certainly have some side podcast action on rich's, <laughs> rich's golf round my over under how many birdies how many doubles
0: <laughs> <laughs> excellent all right well light schedule but uh let's see what we can uh scrape up tonight and then we'll uh we'll meet tomorrow and see how we did sounds great all right have a good day
1: you too rich talk to you later
0: all right see you